Welcome to Kingdom Talk Radio Hour with Dennis McCork, founder of God Hope Ministries. Kingdom Talk is where Christ is King, and we are the subjects and citizens of the Kingdom of God. Oh, yes, we are here on Kingdom Talk Radio every Saturday from 12 to 1. That's Talk Radio 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. We're a voice in the wilderness. We are talking all things kingdom here, and we're grateful to be alive on planet Earth for such a time as this in the kingdom of God. We have, as usual, we have Loto here, our co-host, Loto from Loto Ministries. Hello, everybody. It's great to be together again, my brother. amen. And yes, we do have our celebrity guest, (laughs) not even a guest host, our celebrity (laughs) host, Mr. Philville. Good to have you. Hey, it's great being back with you guys. Yes, you know, and, talk. Yeah, come on now. And we are wanting to make sure that we're bringing the good news mm. of the gospel of the kingdom of God, because we're pulling out the stops. The floodgates have been opened. The veil has been rent, and we are entering in to the kingdom of God. Yes. And we're going to move forward from that place of faith and confidence in what Jesus has done. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, we're grateful for all that God is doing. And you know what? The devil's been getting too much airtime. Mm. We are talking about what God is doing during this time, and we are wanting to be a part of that. And that's what uh, God is asking of us, is to be obedient and to walk forward in faith and confidence in Jesus Christ, the way maker. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. So we are wanting to... uh, uh, take a look at the scriptures today, and we're going to be talking about several things, but we're looking at First John, specifically with regards to the fact that uh, John the Apostle says that we're in the last hour, and that we know this because we heard that Antichrist will come, but already there are many Antichrists, and so we're going to talk about the deception that's gone on and is going on in the cult, in the culture, but also it's entering into the church, it's wanting to. And so we as watchmen on the wall need to be aware of that and uh, looking and making sure that we're aligning with heaven as we go forward. But we have several things to talk about today, brothers, don't we? Yes, sir. Yeah. Lots of great things. Yeah, well. Some bad things, too. Some huh? bad things, but some good <laughs> things, too, yeah. And so one of the things is, is that this uh, uh, athlete, this swimmer, right, mm-hmm. Leah Thomas is the name that he changed uh, his name to, right? Uh, uh, ended up now. This is a swimmer that has been celebrated by certain woke people, right? A hero, yeah. a hero, and and this this there was a uh, well. We're going to get more into this, but yeah. the bottom line is is that uh, this person uh, exposed his male genitalia in the locker room, and this is the kind of thing that's being celebrated. Yeah, it's coming out. Some things that there were they kept under wraps, so it's now it's not being revealed. Okay. What, what took place when we're, they were celebrating? Yeah. Wow. Yes, and that's why we want to make sure that we're bringing clarity mm-hmm. in love so that we're navigating these things according to the Word of God and according to the Holy Spirit. And so, again, there's another article here. It talks about Leah Thomas dropped her pants and exposed her, himself, I should say. Uh, and then, of course, Matt Walsh, he's the uh, producer of What is a Woman? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's quite a documentary. Excellent, yeah. Yeah, it brings a lot of clarity and information there. And so um, he says that children are being sold false promises by radical gender activists and a medical establishment that would sooner make a quick buck than preserve the health and dignity of its most vulnerable patients. So we're going to talk about this whole thing going on there 
in St. Louis, Missouri, a medical clinic where there's a uh, whistleblower who is trans themselves, but said, I cannot just sit by any longer and Amen. let this go yeah. uh, unnoticed. So yeah. we'll talk about that. And uh, there's even some uh, uh, Republicans, uh, I guess, in uh, Congress that are mm-hmm. wanting to pursue this and make sure. Josh Hawley actually is a um, investigator. Yeah, he's actually from Missouri, mm-hmm. representing Missouri there in Congress. And so also, uh, yeah, this, this, this person, as I mentioned, uh, is speaking up even though they themselves have chosen that path. Now, mm-hmm. moving forward here. We talked last week about the Grammys and what went on there with the Satan worship there at the Grammys event, but we're going to be taking a look at the Super Bowl, uh, not only the halftime with Rihanna, but also this controversial commercial, He Gets Us, uh, and it's a Jesus commercial, and so some people are bothered by it on the right and the left, and so we'll take a look at that, hmm. and then um, uh, there's some comments by AOC, uh, Amanda Osio-Cortez. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll take. We'll talk. I thought it was just uh, what was AOC. What, what's her real name? Sandy. There you go, Sandy. <laughs> they call her Sandy, actually. Yeah. Do they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so then, also, what's going on in our schools? Because we're wanting to be uh, aware of what's going on with the children in the schools. We got pre-K teacher attacks idea of childhood innocence, claims toddlers are not too young for sexuality. So mm-hmm. they're wanting to wear us down. The cult, mm-hmm. sure wants to wear us down to be that proverbial frog in the boiling water to where we finally just say, yeah, yeah, nothing matters. We can teach our kids everything about sexual perversion and actually encourage them down a path of sexual immorality. That's what they're wanting. And we'll talk a little bit about that. There's actually a, uh, a, a movement that's called NAMBLA, National Association of Man-Boy Love Association. And that's been their goal is to basically make it okay to uh, abuse children sexually, really is what it yeah. comes down to. Yeah, and so uh, a Christian teacher lost her job after refusing to deceive parents on her kids' gender transition. So that's something that is going on as well. And um, we see also that uh, there's a decline in public school uh, attendance. I wonder why. Can you you believe that? 152,000 school-aged, this is in California alone. Wow. Yeah. The, the the nation is 33, I think, in the world, right, in, in far as education. 33rd. 33rd, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 33rd, yeah, yeah. And so we wonder why parents are not mm-hmm. allowing their children to show up. We're going to talk about that and what the options are, how to, you know, uh, take understand what those options are and take advantage of them other than public school. Not everybody's able to leave public school, but for those who can, uh, we want to encourage that and, and, and give them the uh, confidence to Amen. To do so, you know, my wife homeschooled our kids, my wife and I, and uh, it's, it's doable. She did it, really. I didn't do much of anything, but she, she pretty much homeschooled them. But so we see here that um, there's also this crisis. And again, lo and behold, shock of shocks, right? That teen girls are in crisis with regards to increased suicidal behavior. Man. Brother. And Loto, you do a lot of work with these young people, mm-hmm. you know, and we're going to talk about that. And then, of course, in the church... There's uh, woke faith going on, but there's good news as well. There's a Christian college uh, that that, um, uh, that is actually having a revival. Yes, but we yeah, also yeah. see here there's a Christian college that uh, has a concert cancels a concert over mm-hmm. over a gay singer. We'll have to look at that. But um, and so 
It says here that uh, more than half of Republicans support Christian nationalism, according to a new survey. Again, what's that term? That's such an elastic term. What does it mean? You know, oh, you're triggered right now. Huh? <laughs> I, I am. We're going to talk about that yeah. because we stand against violence. And, yeah. uh, you know, we'll talk more and get into that so that we can understand what is Christian na- nationalism and how do we function as citizens of the kingdom in a way that glorifies Christ so that we uh, are able to shine the light and be that salt and light in the culture. And Norway warns of growing importance of Russian nuclear deterrence in the Arctic. Boy, I tell you, this is really heating up. Um, yes, there are uh, vessels, Russian nuclear vessels that are being activated that have not been activated for 30 years, Loto, and they're they're putting them out at to sea. And uh, these are nuclear-capable yeah. uh, vessels. And so we, we need to be aware of that. We know in the scriptures that there is a battle coming, and uh, it's the great battle of Gog and Magog and the battle of Armageddon. And we need to be aware of that and not be in fear because we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Yeah. And, amen. Uh, so we need to understand what's going on with the, with the world order, but uh, be lifting up our heads for our salvation is drawing near. And so uh, as we go forward here, brothers, you know, we have been looking at God's word in first John and John says that we are in the last hour. And that was 2,000 years ago. Yeah. So we have been in the last days, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of Kingdom Talk Radio. We have been in the last days, according to the apostles, for the last 2,000 years because we are in the age of the Holy Spirit. We are in the age of Messiah. Mm. And we need to understand that the apostles understood that this age— after Christ's death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, that we are in the days of Messiah. We are in the last days. We know that in Acts chapter 2, Peter gets up on the day of Pentecost, and uh, and he says that uh, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. So again, he says, the last days. They were right there on the day of Pentecost in the last days. And that's the inauguration of the last days. And we see in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21, that that we see that uh, Jesus said that there's going to be wars, rumors of wars, famine, pestilence, earthquakes. Have we seen some of that? My Lord. Yeah, a lot of rumors. Yeah, a lot of rumors of wars, all kinds of rumors and wars. I mean, Ukraine and all that's going mm-hmm. on in Iran with their nuclear capability rising. The weather balloons, quote unquote. There you yeah. go. These balloons, <laughs> you got balloons flying, signs in the sky, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, w- you know, the reality is, is that there has been an increase of these birth pangs. Jesus says this, the, these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. But he says also that these are the beginning of birth Pangs, yeah, right. And so, what happens with the Braxton Hicks when a mother is pregnant? She's going to mm. have a baby. There's these sharp pains, but then there's a lull for a period of time. Yeah, and then there's increase of intensity, more frequency, yep. and more frequent, right? Yes, yes. And then yeah. ultimately leads up to the birthing of the baby, mm-hmm. which is really the second coming of our Lord. Is what, what the Lord is Thank using Lord. that analogy to depict. And so, we are in the last days, and we see these birth pangs becoming more intense and more frequent. 
And so, uh, but he, he says that we know we're in the last hour uh, because we heard that Antichrist shall come. And even now are there many Antichrists. Yeah. Little children, it is the last hour. As you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the last hour. 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. They went out from us, but they were not of us. This is the key, brothers and sisters, is that the deception is coming out from the church. We see over and over again where this happens. And Paul says in Acts chapter 20 to the elders uh, there in Miletus, he meets them. They come out to, to meet uh, Paul there in Acts chapter 20. And he says, uh, take heed unto yourselves and to all the flock which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Mm. He says, he says that, um, uh, that, 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 that after my departing, grievous wolves shall enter into the flock. Not, not sparing the flock. Yeah. Not sparing the flock. And of your own selves, this is the key again, of your own selves in the church, of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things, to draw disciples after themselves, not to point them to Jesus, but to draw disciples after themselves. And so... Yeah, that's so good. I I like what Little was saying earlier today in Bible study, right? Little about who's the biggest liar? How did you say it? Yeah, uh, when it comes to the best deceivers, it's ourselves. We, We lie to ourselves very well. We can tell ourselves some really, really good lies. Wow. Yeah. It says, uh, if any man thinks himself to be something, then Galatians 6, mm-hmm. he deceives himself. Yeah. Right? So we have to, when we're looking at deception and the Antichrist, we have to make sure we don't keep the eye off the ball with regards to our own deceptive tendencies. Yeah. To make sure that we're submitted to God's word and to his Holy Spirit, that we are moving forward as citizens of the kingdom. And then from that place, of strong faith in Jesus, yeah. moving forward by the power of the Holy Spirit, aligning our attitudes, our thoughts, our words, and our deeds with heaven, that from there, then we are equipped to discern between good and evil, Amen. to discern between false and true, Amen. prophets, teachers, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It says again, they went out from us, but they were not. Uh, they, they were us. not of us, right? Yes, that's right. For if they had been of us, they would have no doubt have continued with, with us, us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Man. He says, but you have an anointing from mm. the Holy One, and you know these things. It actually says you know all things. Uh, really, uh, that that's uh, in regards to knowing the ability to determine what's true and what's false, because we've been given the Holy Spirit. And we have the Word of God. And if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, then we know it's not true. Because later on in John, he says in 1 John, and we'll talk more about this in the ensuing weeks, but he says, Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they be of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. So again, they're going out from the church into the world. And hereby we know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is uh, uh, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And he says, "We are of God. He that knows God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us. Hereby know we the Spirit of truth and the Spirit of error." 
So the apostles' teaching, he says, if they hear us, meaning hear the apostles, really in the New Testament, we have the apostolic teaching of John, Mm -hmm. Peter, James. We have Jude. We have these apostolic teachers. And so if we are aligning with the word, then we know that we are of God. If we're not aligning with God's word, or someone else is not aligning with God's word, we know that they are not of God. They are of the world. But he says right there, he says, um, you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And we've seen this today. We're seeing that there's a lot of appearances, or they're saying Jesus, Mm. but is it the Jesus of the Bible? They're wow. trying to redefine it by culture. We're trying to redefine it by their feelings and what they is acceptable. And we can get a little political as far as the woke, but it, it's so true. The wokeism is trying to taint and water down the gospel. Uh, we're seeing even pastors even uh, not taking the stand on issues and what Jesus are we preaching. That's true. And we're going to talk a little bit about that mm-hmm. ad, the Super Bowl mm-hmm. ad. There's, there's many mm-hmm. are saying there's a compromise mm-hmm. there. You know, in it says that um, uh, in, in the scriptures there in the New Testament, Paul says that um, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. Yeah. Being abominable and disobedient and into every good work reprobate or a castaway, worthless. So there's this professing to know God, but denying him by their actions. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's why it's important. It's it's not just kingdom talk. It's kingdom action. Yes, sir. It's kingdom demonstration. And so... um, it says they have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. thereof. Yeah. And so this is the deception, because why would we be surprised? Because Jesus warned us about mm-hmm. about wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah, and, and I think one of the, the, the problems that we face as the church is that it's the self-awareness, you know? It's, it, when people say, well, you're not perfect, you know, when they talk to, to, to the church in that way, and we just dismiss it, you know. It's either no, yes, we are, or we have an attitude of so what. You still got to listen anyway. No, they don't. <laughs> the, the, the burden of listening is not on them. The, the, the burden of action is on us. Mm. If we if we acted more uh, properly, you know, and more like Christ instructed us to, we wouldn't have to talk so much, you know. We we, we, we talk, speaking is still required when it comes to preaching. I know what Pastor says. You know, he says, look, if there's a snake in front of you. I don't need you to make a sign of a snake. I don't need you to hiss like a snake. Just tell me there's a snake. That's, that's all you have to do. Just tell me there's a snake, and I'll know what to do from there, you know. But I think as the church, you know, we, we need to be uh, have more self-awareness. And, and that's why, you know, I appreciate you pointing out earlier, you know, and Philip alluded to is that that we are our best deceivers. We, we, we You know, the devil doesn't need to deceive us. We deceive ourselves. You know, but we do need to have some self-awareness to where we come to a place of repentance, you know, because I think that's where we really show the world what they should be doing, not just standing at the top of the mountain and saying, oh, you're doing this wrong, that wrong, this wrong, that wrong. We've all been there. We've all been at the bottom of the mountain being told by people we're doing wrong. That 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 It's effective in, in, in some places, but not all places. Wow, that's so good. You know, so, so we need to be living it out. Yeah. Walking in obedience and holiness, demonstrating the kingdom of God in our lives. And, and so this is the thing is to uh, be aware of, and to know that there is deception. And we also see um, in the Revelation there um, that the the beast, the second beast that comes up, it has two horns like a lamb. So it has a religious Man. form yeah, to yeah. it. Yes. Now, and I'm going to lose some of our listeners on this point. But in Revelation 6 there, that first of the uh, the four 
Uh, well, there's there's seven seals, but the first four seals are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That first seal, uh, I believe, for many reasons, is the uh, is the Antichrist. There's it's, it's false religious deception. He comes looking on a white horse, and he comes to deceive and to conquer. And uh, we know that Jesus comes on a, on a white horse. But those four horsemen, they're all bringing some sort of deception or destruction, a plague. There's there's wars. There's famine. Pestilence, all in those four horsemen. It only makes sense that that first horseman is also a negative, a ne- having a negative impact. And so many believe that that first horseman, a white horse, looks good, right? Mm. But it's deceptive. Deceptive. Yeah. 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 And yeah, just just building on that, just mm-hmm. a former godliness, <clears throat> excuse me, but, but denying its power. And it, the next line in the scripture says, and from such people, and with an exclamation point, turn away. So it's an action. When we we see that, we recognize it, do we draw closer? Do we just say, oh, it's okay? Do we condone it? Or do we turn it away? Very good. That's yeah. that's in 2 Timothy 3, 5. Yes. So how do we deal with false prophets? And we're going to be going in mm-hmm. a little further into this with Pastor Charlie Avila. Praise uh, the Lord. Kingdom Talk 2.0 regarding false prophets, false teachers, uh, and deceivers. And uh, how do we deal with them, and you, you do take a stand, you, and you you turn away from them, right? Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to your point, too, Dennis, uh, but the white horse, you know, uh, there, there's something that, you know, that, that uh, I mean, man, I, I, I don't want to bury our intelligence, but our intelligence has a practice of, and, and that's they infiltrate a lot of these institutions. Name me one institution they've shut down that's done wrong. No, what they'll do is they'll infiltrate it, acclimate it, and then assimilate. Ooh. You know, and, and really operate it themselves. So they take they don't they don't totally take it down. They take yeah. it over, and then they utilize it. You know, and that's you know FBI. We've seen FBI do that. We've seen all these different. You know, so mm. so I'm not saying that they're the antichrist, but right here where, where you, you you pointed out the white horse doesn't matter if it was a white horse. It's what that horse came with, and it was a whole lot of death. I don't think Jesus is going to be sitting on that horse. How do you say that? How do you say it again? The apocalypse? Yeah, they, they, they come in, they infiltrate, uh, acclimate, and assimilate. There you go. Ooh, there you go. That's... Must have been the pizza last night. <laughs> a lot of eights there. The Valentine's dinner last night. Infiltrate. <laughs> acclimate. <laughs> but you know he yeah. speaks of this that's so good Lodo, because he Praise says God. for there are certain men crept in unawares yes who before of old on, man. to this condemnation ungodly men turning mm-hmm. the grace of god into lasciviousness yes which means licentiousness or immorality mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. denying the only lord god and our lord jesus christ yeah. so we have these infiltrators coming yeah. in uh, like sheep, but they're actually wolves in sheep's clothing, and they're teaching false doctrine yeah. and leading people astray. And, you know, it says in Ephesians 5, note you not that the unrighteous shall not you know, inherit the kingdom of God. It lists these different sins that keep people that are unrepentant of, mm-hmm. okay, from that man, from the kingdom. And he says, let no man deceive you with vain words. Yes. Okay. Because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be therefore not partakers with them. Amen. So he says here, he says, walk in love as Christ also loved us. Ephesians 5, chapter, uh, verse 2. And uh, he has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. So, but fornication and uncleanness or covetousness, 
Let it not once be even mentioned among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talk nor jesting or things that are inappropriate, but rather giving of thanks. Thanks for know this that no whoremonger, no whoremonger mm-hmm. nor nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of God and of Christ. Let no man deceive you with empty words or vain words, for because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. So we see here that um, there are those who have empty words that are wanting to deceive us and say, I'm okay, you're okay, it doesn't matter. But the good news is, as we read here in verse 2, he says that Christ also has loved us and given himself for an offering and a sacrifice to God for us as a sweet-smelling aroma. Man. So the yeah. point is, is that any of those sins can be repented of and completely removed. Uh, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And Loto, there's those that are listening that, uh, that uh, may not have heard really the opportunity of the gospel. There's good news that there's a way out from bondage, from depression. Amen. Gosh, from the burden of sin, the, the darkness and the addiction of, of serving a master mm-hmm. that is not a good master, but an oppressive master that brings them into places of darkness and, and restriction in life. So so what is yeah. that hope that, that we have in Christ? My goodness. The hope, first of all, is free. The hope, is, first Hallelujah. of all, is, second of all, is available. And third yes. of all, is to whosoever. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the gospel in one verse, beloved. And and, and here's the thing. God is a just God. And I say that because you're going to see a lot of different things. Oh, God is a loving God. He just allows anything. Not if he's a just God. Not if he's a just God. Because he's a just God, there had to be a price or ransom paid for the sin that we committed. And I thank God that he paid that ransom. He paid that price when he gave his only son, Jesus. Jesus gave his life to pay the ransom, the ransom to pay the, the, the price of your sin, of my sin. And there's a gift of eternal life. And, and that gift, again, it is a gift. A gift is no good to you until you receive it, beloved, until you receive it. So today, you can do that right now. I don't care how much you sin. I don't care how, how many times you sin. All I know is that that gift is available to you if you just cry out to Jesus. Jesus, I want that eternal life. I want a different life. I'm tired of this sin and I'm tired of carrying this guilt away. Father, give me this, give me this gift in your son and just receive Jesus as your Lord and not just your Savior. Hallelujah. Yes, it is available today. Yes. This is not just a discount. This is not mm. a sale, but this is a free gift being offered Thank in Jesus God. Christ. But it costs you everything. All you got to do is give your life over and take up your cross and follow Jesus. So, you know, moving forward here, we uh, have been looking at the scriptures uh, regarding the deception that's coming on the world and realizing that it's largely going to come from within the church. And because Jesus says in Matthew 24, he says, many should come in my name and deceive many. Right? That's right. And they'll even say that Jesus is the Christ, but they'll still deceive deceive many, but some will claim that they are themselves the Christ, thus antichrist. Mm. And that word anti in the Greek, it can mean against, but it also means in place of. So there's those who put themselves in the place of Christ, and largely is a new age deception that's going on out there, and we'll get more into Mm -hmm. that next week, regarding the idea that Christ is simply a spirit and that we are all divine. We simply need to just realize that 
and let the cosmic Christ, the Spirit of Christ, you know, just to 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 come upon us, Amen. and that we then are uh, gods ourselves. You know, we mm. are God, and that's that's really the lie that comes right from right. the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Uh, the enemy said, you shall be as gods, right? You shall know mm-hmm. good from evil. And that's what we're resisting. And we're saying, no, Jesus Christ is the divine son of God. And he is the one that we are worshiping, the one that we're following. And then we are then made in union with him by faith in him, filled with the spirit. And then we are followers of Jesus of Nazareth, who was a historical figure, the preexisting Christ. That's right, yes. Yeah, who came in to the mm-hmm. womb of Mary the Virgin Mary, and was born and walked the earth in obedience unto death, even death on the cross. And so there's two main schools of thought regarding this Gnostic teaching in the first century that the apostles were dealing with in First John, but also in Colossians and elsewhere, even Timothy, First Timothy and such, uh, Paul deals with it. Uh, and that is uh, the idea that... Uh, that Christ came upon the person Jesus, and this is a lie, but came upon him at baptism and then left in the Garden of Gethsemane. So Jesus of Nazareth did not die on the cross. The Christ, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, did not die on the cross. Just the man did. And that's a, that's a, a real deception there mm-hmm. because it's really it's the union of the divine and the human in Christ that really makes for the atonement effective. The reality that he stood in our place. God made him to be sin for us, right? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Well, that that is referring to believing on Jesus. Eating his flesh was a metaphor of believing on him. And, and drinking his blood is believing on his death and his uh, vicarious suffering for us in our place. And so this is an important teaching. There was another teaching out there um, that was that teaching there about the uh, false Christ, the the uh, spirit coming on uh, Jesus at baptism is called Serinthianism because Serinthus was the teacher of that. But there's also another teaching called Docetism, which comes from the word dose, uh, dose, which is to seem or only appear mm. in the Greek. And that is that Jesus was not uh, a physical man. This false teaching teaches uh, that it was just he seemed or appeared to be a physical man. He was simply just a spirit. And so the physical Jesus of Nazareth, according to this lie, did not die on the cross. And why is this important to understand today? Because these type of lies and deception are out there today. And it's largely under the guise of new age. It's not new at all. It's old age. Okay. It's old lies in new packages. And uh, it's creeping into the church. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to see more and more of that as we go forward. But I do think that's largely the spirit of Antichrist. Yeah. Yeah. We, and, 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 you know, the Bible, you know, it, it, it speaks about images. Mm. Images. You know, and, and gosh, I don't want to get into a whole post-humanism thing. But, I mean, this, this is going to, we're going to see how, how this comes into play when, when virtual reality really starts taking the scene, which is going to happen pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on in technology and uh, mm-hmm. uh, just in the spiritual realm as well, but certainly in the cult. Yes. Sure. Yep. Uh, as we move forward here. So, so uh, Phil, this person uh, who says that his name is Lisa or Leah, Leah Thomas. Thompson. Yep. What happened there in that locker room? 
Well, we're finding out now there's a, there's a, a former a teammate that was on Fox, I believe, and and just shared that there's some things coming out that apparently Leah Thompson uh, was exposed themselves or himself, uh, his his everything yeah. uh, in front of in front of the girls. And quote here, we did not give our consent. They did not ask for our consent. Uh, Gaines told Fox News America reports in that locker room. We turned around and there, there's a six four biological man dropping his pants and watching us undress, and we were exposed to male genitalia. Well, what happened to the Me Too movie? What happened to all the feminists? What happened to all the there the women's rights and and we need to protect protect our women's our women. Yeah, yeah. And so I would not want to have my um, stamp of approval on this kind of uh, perversion, this kind of really um, distortion of the creation of God in male and female. Uh, could you imagine actually endorsing Leah Thomas and then finding this out later? Yeah. But why is this not surprising? Mm-mm. It's just not because there's a um, a dark side to this. Now, we're not talking about um, hermaphroditism, those who are born with a particular abnormality regarding their genitalia. That's not what we're talking about. Those people, we love, we love all people, but, but those people we affirm and we want to support, and there's no uh, hindrance with regards to their entrance into the kingdom of heaven. There's nothing to be repented of. They are to be loved and affirmed and assimilated into the church, right? Yeah. Now, this is less than half of 1% of the population. We've talked about this before, but... Uh, what we are talking about are the confusion that's being foisted upon the, this generation. It's, it's, it's adults, but it's also children, and how we need to have some clarity and speak truth in love yeah. to help people find their way out of this mess. Yeah, another quote here. She, she says, uh, Gaines told there in the interview, not even that to me was worse than the competition piece. Not even probably a year or two ago, this would have been considered some form of sexual assault, voyeurism. But now, not even are they just allowing it to happen. It's almost as if these large organizations are encouraging it to happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I've said it before on, on this show, actually. The whole women's – I'm sorry, women. You were deceived. The, the women's rights thing and all that, thank God for women's uh, rights to vote, you know, but – after all of that, you know, I'm talking about this current movement stuff. It was, it's, it's got nothing to do with women. And this is a perfect example right here. Talk about the women getting scooted aside for a man's, you know, right and his, his right to watch women undress and all that. You know, that's, that's what's uh, sick and disgusting about this. But again, it, it, the woman's thing, it, it was, I'm sorry, it was not about women's right. We don't see any of that here where this is absolutely uh, re- required. Now, it is it is a bit encouraging though that you know to know that this is one Leah Thomas this, mm-hmm. because for for years gentlemen we've been told about masculinity and and the toxic masculinity and how us men are brutish and we're a bunch of you know uh, sex mongers you know and, and all of that you know I, I'm just I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that you know after we've heard all of that that this doesn't happen more rampantly. You know, I think it's it's it is just for not hearing about it as often as we should. Yeah, yeah, but 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 honestly, I mean, if if it was happening a lot, we definitely because again, these guys are pushing an agenda. There so, it is. Yeah, the agenda. I was watching. Yeah. A, I was watching the show Quantum Leap, 
and I know they, they had a revival coming back, and and uh, the one episode, I, ha- I I was curious to like, what is the world going to view this? They, talking about uh, trans women, men, I get confused, but a male in a woman's sports, mm-hmm. and the way they projected it, <clears throat> that the Christians, or the religious folks, were the bad people. They were just not. Uh, they were closed-minded. They were the parents were making it such a big deal, and we got to have compassion that she needs to be her true self. And even they showed, oh, even when I look in the mirror, I'm not seeing who I want to be. Who I want to be? They're trying to show this compassionate. And I think for us as conservatives or even Christians, we fall into the trap of like when they call us names, you're this, you're that, you're that. We're like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And we kind of feed into that. Mm-hmm. That in that. We don't need to apologize, do we? No. And the thing is, the pe- the pendulum is swinging. Mm-hmm. The the enemy has overplayed his hand. Come again. on, yes. And that's what he does. Yes. That's what he did mm-hmm. on the cross. Yep. Is the perfect example. Man, amen. And so, so this whole transgender movement thing, mm-hmm. it's it's gonna it's backfiring. It's it just sure coming is. back to haunt the left and wokeism. Yeah. And so we are not going to apologize for speaking truth no. in love. No. Uh, I was speaking on this subject, and and again, some man. And ask this question about well, what about the hermaphrodites? It's like what about them? We're not talking about them, mm-hmm. right? So we are talking yeah. about the lies and the confusion that's coming straight from the pit of hell. And so, you know, we we have to be careful that we're not becoming that proverbial frog in boiling water. Yeah, that's right. To where we're not realizing, oh, this is nice warm water. You know, I'm going to just take a little nap here in this jacuzzi. You know, next thing you know, the water's boiling, and mm-hmm. so are we. You know, if we're not careful. So that's what's going on in the cult. Sure. Yep. Uh, and that's why at Kingdom Talk Radio, we're wanting to be aware, sober, and alert of what's going on. Yeah. And uh, every Saturday from 12 to 1 here on 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town, Kingdom Talk Radio. You can join us on Facebook, on YouTube, uh, and uh, you can also go to your podcast platform, Spotify and, and such, uh, Apple Podcasts. Like, share, get the good news out. So that we can uh, point people to Jesus and then see many, many come to faith in Christ and be set free from the deception that's going on in our culture. And so now uh, we we see this backfiring again, talking about the pendulum swinging yep. in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, don't we, at this medical center wow. that has a transgender wing, I guess. Yeah. Right, Phil? It's a radical transgender activist uh, and medical establishment. Uh, mm-hmm. That would sooner make a quick buck than preserve the health and dignity of its most vulnerable patients, that is children, according to Matt Walsh. Yeah, this this is so awesome. This is so encouraging. Uh, the, the interesting thing about it is the the whistleblower that, that's been talked about it with this case is um is is a, like you said earlier in the show is a transgender person themselves. Yeah, you know, but they said it. You know, they they've seen these kids come in. And, and they're supposed to be helping kids, but now they're getting it that, wow, these, this clinic, they're not for really healing kids because it seems they, they, they coach these kids almost into saying just something that it lose even just a little bit to, they might feel like a different sex and boom, that's all they need. And now they're prescribing hormone uh, therapy and all that and, and doing things that's just irreversible. You know, and psychologists mm-hmm. will we'll point this out, but go ahead. Yeah, and on Fox News, there's a quote here from, I guess, the Attorney General, the Missouri Attorney General, that is, we take this evidence seriously and thoroughly investigating to make sure children are not harmed by individuals who may be more concerned with a radical social agenda than the health care, the health of children. 
And so they're calling, and he's saying, calling these allegations disturbing. Yes, yes. and psychologists will say that uh, <clears throat> through the normal, healthy development of children's psyche, they, children can go through stages of thinking, uh, maybe I'm a boy, like tomboys, or, you know, or they'll do things that are, like a girl will do things that are more boyish, you know, be rough and tumble and playing out in the mud and, and so on. Um and uh, even boys can sometimes uh, have you know more feminine uh, expressions or whatever. But these are part of their development, and they end up uh, realizing you know what it is to be a, a boy and a girl, and what it is to be a young man or a young woman. And mm-hmm. It says that you know men are made men in the midst of men. You know we learn how to be a masculine male leader and take risk, and how to initiate, how to protect. And provide for how to make sacrifices in sacrificial love. These are masculine traits, and uh, uh, and of course, there's the beautiful, yeah. uh, you know, feminine traits, you know, of, of receptivity, motherhood, and of of leadership. But but in the home, and and but but um, really, the nurturing, loving dynamic of the tenderness and sensitivity. And uh, complex ability to yeah. navigate relationships and deep thought and conversation. There's a lot of you know, wonderful, beautiful feminine attributes as well that we should be celebrating the distinctions. Amen. Yeah, yeah you, quite a lot. Uh, you know, a, a lot of this, it comes back to home and it comes back to, to the dangers of breaking down the family unit. A lot of these things are conversations that kids should be having with their mom and dad. The issue is mom and dad are not available anymore. You know, uh, uh, and, and the ones, the, the, the ones uh, more guilty of that are fathers. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's just a, a plain reality truth. You know, mm-hmm. historically, you know, you know, this, this is what we get when we have absent fathers, you know. So we really need to start getting back to that and start encouraging that. Speaking of encouraging, I strongly encourage all our listeners to, to get a hold of this letter. Uh, that that this whistleblower wrote it is so awesome you, you you said earlier dennis that we need to be sober right and have a sound mind about this 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 person's uh letter it's amazing and it's a great argument for those who really want to know how do i address this read this letter and and, and this letter il- illustrates you know just just great points that you all should be aware of and, and that nobody's really listening to, but it comes from their side. The cool thing is there's heroes on, on both sides of the story. Yeah, yeah. And I do think it's important to be emphasizing God's design and mm. creation between man and women. And this is part of the problem. We've given up ground on that. That's where yeah. the confusion comes in regarding male and female. Yeah, you're talking about confusion. You're talking about maybe a girl, is to- like, a, like a tomboy. Yeah. And here's, I uh, just brought to memory, Brad Pitt and Angela Jolene's daughter if you remember, four years old, I saw this uh, actually in my feet earlier today. She was four years old, and she wanted to be a boy. So they started calling her a boy name. Can you imagine if they did a reassignment surgery because a four-year-old made, made a decision at that age? Guess what? At 13 years old, nobody's talking about this. She's now identifying as a, as a great teenage daughter again. Wow. Can you imagine if they did that? Perfect example. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it? I, I think it was Chloe uh, Cole. I think I forget if she said this or somebody said this about her that it was so. And Chloe Close is the one in detransitioning. Okay, uh, she's the one one of our main speakers for uh, for the revealing the rainbow uh, at the church this this okay. uh, March. But I, I believe they said that man had she been born five years before, yeah. she would have been a tomboy 
and she can still have babies and My feed her goodness. babies. Wow, that's important to if you have a chance to join in there at Cornerstone mm-hmm. Church there in Fresno, March fifth for the Revealing the Rainbow Conference. Yes. It's Friday night and Saturday. You can yeah. go online, Revealing the Rainbow Cornerstone Church. There'll be a lot of equipping going on there, a lot of good Amen. teaching from the Bible with regards to the distinction between men and women. Yes, And there is this uh, teaching out there. There's really two main thoughts regarding the leadership in the home. When I made that comment earlier, what I mean yeah. is, is that women have a complementary role with men uh, in the home regarding yes. the raising of the children. But there is male leadership in the home. Mm-hmm. That's important to understand. Yeah. Uh, and in the church, uh, I, I do hold to a complementarian view Women can do everything that a man can do. They can teach, they can preach, they mm-hmm. can do everything a man can do. But I, I hold to uh, a view regarding male leadership and eldership. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only, in pastoral leadership, that's the, as far as an elder, a biblical elder. But that's mm. that. But that does touch on the distinction between men and women and how that um, there needs to be an emphasizing and a, and a celebration of the difference. And, and the uh, that really yeah. creates a... a a, a good contrast because it's it's the attraction to the opposite, you know, that is really the dynamic that uh, God has set up in creation in men and women. Amen. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, in, in my house, everybody knows. Philip knows this. In my house, I wear the pants. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't care if Maria tells me which ones to wear and where to wear. I, mean, I, I wear them. That's the bottom line. That's hey, the point. Hey, listen. I put my foot down the other day, and I told Carmen. I said. I said, honey. I said. You stay out of the kitchen while I mop the floor. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it is so true. Yeah. Uh, there, we need both parents. We need a mom and dad. Is, mm-hmm. We see so much, so many studies. Just we need both parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We might say a, a mother is more nurturing. Yeah, father could be nurturing, but there's there's something what a mom brings. Mm-hmm. And and I get in trouble for this, but you know, guys, you know, fathers. We throw the kids up in the air, you know. We go, what yeah. are you doing? It, but they need that 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 rough and different. Rough, yeah, and uh, and it builds trust. It builds trust. There you go, right there. And mommy could still play play with, but it's just there's a definitely parenting strength. Yeah, strength in both sides. We yeah. need that, and we're losing that. And that's, it starts off with that, and it's just this slippery slope mm-hmm. that leads off a cliff with regards to gender confusion. So part of the antidote to that is emphasizing biblical masculinity and biblical femininity and the roles of men and women in the home and in the church and in the world. Uh, and the whole idea is, is that men are to lead, but they're, 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 they're have their wives alongside, and the man is elevating his wife to his side as a co-regent in the home. Yes, yes. As, as together. Isn't that, isn't that, that's the biblical pattern. Yeah. In fact... Eve came out of Adam's side. Mm-hmm. So the woman comes alongside and they are one in Christ. So and awesome. then from there, that place of unity, yeah. the man honoring his wife, giving honor unto his wife as unto the weaker vessel. That better translation of that word really is like the more delicate, the more yes. precious, yeah. more like precious. a violin, like a Stradivarius yeah. violin. Mm-hmm. You know. Out of the side, right? Yeah. Somebody say they just jab our side now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Our better half. Yes, yeah, a better half. There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're trying to dig ourselves out of a You know what yeah. I mean, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Where, where were you saying on the radio? <laughs> Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. So, 
God, we, uh, I mean, brothers, we are <laughs> grateful that uh, we have God's Word. Yes. And uh, that we can uh, get these insights and be able to discern these things. Because, again, it gets confusing, uh, and many people are confused. But we're not going to be that frog in proverbial in boiling water. We're going to be aware. We're going to be discerning going forward. And so there is that push to investigate this wing of this hospital yes. in St. Louis. Lord. And it's actually coming from the powers that be in the Republican mm-hmm. side, and that's a good thing. Yes. You know, it's terrible that this is happening, but it's a good thing that's being revealed. Yep. And so moving forward here, we have the, again, uh, the media is, is wanting to stir the waters up and cause confusion and so on. But uh, did you guys watch the Super Bowl? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I, I I didn't watch it myself. I didn't get I didn't get around to it. I was at a Disneyland last oh, last nice. one for our season pass. We're not renewing, but yeah, we're back there. That's nice. But well, I did watch highlights of it. There yeah, you go. So well, it was the most boring a, Super Bowl in the history of Super Bowl for <laughs> me. Not your what team I didn't win. Yeah. That's why. I, it, it was the third most watched. But yeah. I, I mean, you know. Well, if you're, I, I guess, if you're a fan of any of those teams. Well, yeah. it was tied though towards the end. That was exciting. Though, Five minutes, yeah, yeah. Saeli's a huge Kelsey fan from Chiefs, so oh my gosh, I felt sorry for the people she was with. Okay, yeah, they're probably visiting the ear doctor right now. Yeah. Well, the thing is though, it was the halftime show that made the news as it usually does, mm-hmm. and um, for the wrong reasons, sure. But gosh, I remember my wife and I went to uh, Israel uh, years ago, in 1999. And our son was home, and he ended up watching the Super Bowl. And he he called me aside into the garage, Daddy, Daddy, you know, and ended up uh, watching. It was the time when Janet Jackson had the wardrobe wardrobe malfunction, and he felt so bad that he ended up, you know, seeing that. And I was I was certainly disappointed. (laughs) But back then, we were watching that at the church back then. Uh, I think at Cornerstone, but I was I was on staff at the time, and I was mandated to I was in charge of covering up the commercials just in case. The yeah, commercials we don't were watch bad. the commercials. So, and then time. luckily we had our own mm-hmm. half halftime show that we yeah. the, the gospel show. We had a great time, but we're like, oh, see, that's why we don't want to watch the halftime show now. Yeah. It just gets crazy. But yeah. look, the thing about yeah. that here's a you know a, a young boy yeah who's just wanting to watch the game. His parents are away. Out of town, staying with his grandparents, and he watches the Super Bowl, and he gets subjected to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that that that's the kind of thing that that's why we're wanting to make sure that we are being good stewards and watching out. And I feel, you know, I feel a burden for parents today because even then it was a huge battle to shut out the media and all of the confusion mm-hmm. from the home, whether it's the radio, the billboards, the magazines, the TV, the videos, all of that, all the games, everything. Uh, how much more today is it for parents to be able to try and really protect their children from these lies yeah that's it's such a challenge so yeah it's a with deluge the phones, of it. yeah with the phones now oh my gosh it's just a doorway to all of this 24 7 so there really does need to be uh, a diligence mm-hmm. again we don't need to be legalistic and harsh but we need to be discerning mm-hmm. and not allowing our kids to be subjected to every thought that comes out of the pit of hell through Amen. media and rihanna uh, speaking of which, <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I did hear that there was some inappropriate uh, gestures. And I guess there, there's people yeah. are saying, well, it wasn't that bad. We were expecting worse. It's, again, it's that proverbial frog in boiling water. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't even know about it. How, some people didn't, some Obviously, people didn't I catch did, it. Yeah, I, could, I didn't see any of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, uh, but some others haven't didn't notice. But because they, they, whatever reason, walked away. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. what's in front of our kids. We're trying to influence culture. We won't read everything that here on Breitbart. Just some ve- 
some very sexually suggestive moves, some things done just with body parts that was was not appropriate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so this this reverberates back to the Grammys and what went on there with mm-hmm. the Satan worship. So we just need to be aware of that, and we just want to encourage our parents. You know that yeah. that uh, we stand with you as you make decisions about what you're allowing your children the, to see. The lyrics, I won't read it all, but come here, rude boy, boy, can you something? Come here, rude boy, boy is something is referring to anatomy. Yeah, there, right, yeah. exactly. And, and and the reality is, the reality is that's 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 the halftime show. Parents, you need to check what your kids have in their ears every day because yeah. there was a lot of kids. I'm pretty sure during Super Bowl halftime singing along with the songs. They knew these lyrics, True. and these are church kids, not not just. Unchurched kids. These are church kids as well. And so we're talking about being citizens of the kingdom yeah. of God here on Kingdom Talk Radio. We mm-hmm. understand the world's going to do what the world's going to do. Yes. We understand that yes. sinners sin. Okay? Yep. We understand that. We're not trying to push a Christian mm-hmm. moral standard upon the world. But what we are wanting to do uh, is yeah. influence towards uh, good, wholesome principles, yes. Mm-hmm. But we're also wanting to equip ourselves our own, and yes. our brothers and sisters yep. Yep. Uh, with the biblical knowledge and a Holy Spirit insights on how to take a stand. Amen. Yeah, at least, yeah, we're seeing people take a stand. Pa- uh, Patrick Mahomes, here's a quote from him. I love that this quote. My Christian faith plays a role in everything I do. I mean, I always ask God to lead me in the right direction and let me be who I am for his name. There you go. That's a great role model right there. There you go. And, you know, there's this whole thing going on with uh, the Christian nationalism. There's an article that came out basically saying that the majority of Republicans are for Christian nationalism. Let's just make it clear. We are against violence, okay? We are for freedom. What's happening, brothers, is that the left and the woke agenda is projecting what they're doing onto us because we are for liberty. We would stand and fight for anyone's right to share their faith, a Muslim, a Hindu, but we would also share ours because the best thing and the best remedy for bad free speech is more good free speech. And so this is a huge issue. Uh, just because you believe you should vote as a Christian and be salt and light and speak up at school board meetings or run for a school board, even run for office does not mean you're this radical Christian nationalism. And by the, the term, many or if not most, if not all almost, uh, of the founding fathers would be considered Christian nationalists, you know. So it's a term to try and bludgeon us into silence. We're not falling for it. No. We're not going to shrink back because of it. We're not going to be silenced because people are being labeled Christian nationalists and even maybe we ourselves. But we are really kingdomnists. We're Christian kingdomnists. We recognize our primary identity is in the kingdom of God. It's in Jesus Christ, our king. We are sons and daughters of the king. We're going to go forward and share the good news of the gospel of the kingdom. We're going to influence the culture for what's good and what's right. We're going to vote. We're going to speak up. We're going to share uh, our perspectives and influence towards better governance. And if you want to call that Christian nationalism, so be it. Amen. Amen. How, how, however, and having said that, Dennis, there is, you know, there's a whole generation out there and a whole group of people that who nationalism means something totally different yeah. to. Yeah. And, and and it's and it's a very horrible thing, you know. So to those Extreme you know our, our love goes out for yes, you know, our love goes out for but but I thank God that Dennis just explained why we refuse to 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 bow down and to tell tell to 
to these labels that they try to put on us. No, that those days are over. We're not going to go in the corner and hide anymore. That's we're right. here to take the stand. We're here to make the stand. And we're here to push back. But not just push back for the sake of pushing back. We are going to be sober-minded about it. We will be sound about it. And we will do it in love because, like Dennis said, we are kingdomists. That's right. Exactly. And we stand against extreme nationalism. Yes, As sir. I mentioned violence we are for freedom and Mm -hmm. it's the other side the ones that use that term against christians that are the ones that are really bringing oppression they want to shut down the christian voice in the public marketplace Mm -hmm. they want to shut down and quiet the church and not have influence they don't want christians voting they don't want christians speaking up at school board meetings they don't want kingdom talk radio they don't want you know voices in the wilderness but we're not going to be silenced you know the cool thing is the cool thing is then is that very generation I'm talking about and those the group of people that suffer from real extreme nationalists, yep. the great thing is they know exactly what you're talking about. Unfortunately, they know that too well. So I really think that they're, they're our biggest cheerleaders because they know what's going on because it's happened to them. The same thing these people are trying to do to us Christians. And we stand for the right for the left to be wrong. Come on. Okay, so in other words... Yes. We, we would not oppress them and say, you can't share your perspective, but <laughs> well, we're going to expose, expose it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they but, label us. But they're the ones who want to shut us down. Yeah, because, again, remember we talked about earlier about the labels they try to put on us. We talked about this before. They, quote, they say this too about us. The Christian nationalism is the single biggest threat to America's religious freedom. So they label things completely mm-hmm. out there. We are 100% for religious freedom. And they're the ones that are wanting it's to the shut down. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. projection, as, yeah. as was mentioned. So yeah. that's uh, the thing, is to be able to uh, recognize that and to be that salt and light. Jesus said, let your good work shine before yes. men that they may glorify your, your Father, Father in which is in heaven. You are the light of the world. You're the Amen. salt of the earth. So let your, your, your light shine. So that's what we're going to do yeah. uh, as we go forward. And uh, what a privilege, you know. Now, these are challenging times, and mm-hmm. we recognize that with regards to the wars and rumors of wars, and we do see a nuclear proliferation going on. But we know that God knows the end from the beginning, and uh, he is ultimately only going to allow things that will he can use it to further his purposes. So um, we can rest assured that, that the Lord is in control, that he's prepared, the Lord stands at the door, the judge stands at the door, he's ready to break in at any time when he needs to, and when it's his time to return and to redeem his own, to, to judge the wicked and reward the righteous. We see this in the scriptures. And uh, as we go forward, we're going to get more into some more of the Bible prophecy and the hope that we have regarding the yes. blessed hope that we have in Christ Jesus. Let's continue to be praying for Turkey, uh, Samaritan's purses there. They, as we wrap up here, let's Ohio see. Too. Yeah, Ohio with the explosions there and all that's going on in our world. Um, but uh, when we see these things begin to come to pass, Jesus said, lift up your heads. For your redemption draws near. So we are confident in Christ. We know that he's watching over us. And so we're going to be awake and sober and looking for the soon return of our Lord Jesus Christ with a lift in our heel, with the joy of the Lord as our strength going forward, knowing that he's got us in his hands. We are in good hands in Jesus Christ today. He's watching over us. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. Hallelujah, we can know. He says he gives his beloved sleep so we can rest assured that Jesus Christ is on the throne. He's coming back soon. Let's continue to put our faith in him. Let's take up our cross and follow him and share the good news with others. God bless you all. Have a great and blessed day.